Hi there. Welcome to the Weekend Extra. This is Pastor Jeff Bogue, and I'm Shauna Kim. Um, we just finished the one of the sermons for Stops Along the Way, and um, we're just going to talk with Jeff a little bit about sort of what that looks like. Yeah. And um, well, first of all, you did an amazing job with the sermon. Thank you. Of course, you're my favorite pastor, and I made uh-oh. her say all of yes. that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but you did a really great job of showing us the history of. Yeah. Um, of what Jesus was trying to tell the disciples, um, you know, you talked about the eighteen months prior, yep. um, what they're going to, what things might look like, you know, um, or what they will look like eighteen months after. Um, and so you talked about him denying, basically saying, deny yourself four times right. and trying to educate them um, and give them understanding of what that looks like. So today, um, what sort of would that look like? How do how do we apply that to our lives? Um, that's a great question. And so, yeah, he, he, Jesus kept saying, deny yourself, deny yourself, deny yourself. And um, that, like that 18-month point was kind of the middle of their training, so mm-hmm. to say, their discipleship, the three-year period where they were really with Jesus a lot. And it was interesting. When you look at that whole passage, if, if, if you guys really want to dig into this, you should read Mark chapter 9 and 10. So Because mm-hmm. I just was looking through parts of it, right? right. But if you read chapter 9 and 10, it's fascinating how that all kind of flows together chronologically there. But the disciples are trying to get their head around that whole thing, and they're, they're trying to understand, because it's so foreign mm-hmm. to deny yourself. We usually protect ourselves. Right. So it's so foreign to pr- deny ourselves. And so Jesus used uh, a couple of different illustrations, and one of them was actually kids. There was, mm-hmm. a, there was a point in the kind of in the process of teaching them this, that he got a little kid and he put the the little child in the middle of the group. Mm-hmm. And so he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a little child. And then look, uh, maybe a, a few verses later, he says it again. He says, unless you have the faith of a child, mm-hmm. you cannot deny yourself and follow me. So he leaned into that illustration pretty strongly um, that you have to have the mindset or the trust of a child now. That is weird for us because mm-hmm. we um, think of kids very differently. Like, so our, our families kind of grew up together. Our yeah. kids are all friends yeah. and we kind of raised them together. But um, the, the North American person, the modern person would like value children, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to struggle with more with spoiling our children and we're going to sacrifice for our children and we're going to mm-hmm. want them to have, you know, the best opportunities they can have and all those kind of things. That's not the ancient way that you would look at children. Okay. Right? So in the ancient world, children are actually extremely devalued. They're liabilities. Okay. So it literally it's that, like, uh, that I have another mouth to feed mindset. Mm-hmm. And mortality rates are super high. So it, I know it, it's so weird to us to think this way, but you actually didn't get that attached to your children mm-hmm. because the the chances of stillbirth, the chances of them making it, you know, past three, and then there's the there's like the flu, and then there's like smallpox, and then there's the plague, and then there's like you just interacted with your children completely, yeah. completely differently. Okay. By the way, you kind of did that with your wife too. Um, I learned uh, a few years ago the leading cause of death in women before World War II was childbirth. Oh yeah. So that whole that like that whole process, they just looked at that very differently right. than the way that we would look at that. 
So children were very devalued. Mm-hmm. They were thought of as expendable, all those kind of things. So when Jesus now uses that child mm-hmm. as a um, as a illustration, he would look and say, okay, you have to have the faith of a child. So that child is completely dependent on their parents. Mm-hmm. There's no school. There's no social services. There's nothing. Like my parents either love me and care for me or they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're completely trusting of their parents. Mm-hmm. They're vulnerable. Like they, they, a child has to put themselves at risk, so right. to say, right, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And Jesus would look and say, right, you come to me that way, right? So we, come, we tend to want to come to Jesus with, this is what I can do for you, Jesus. I can serve you. I can sing for you. I can give money to you. I mm-hmm. can, you know have a success in this area of a spiritual discipline and jesus would be like no that's all pride like unless you come to me and understand that you are completely vulnerable Mm -hmm. that you are completely dependent uh that you at you have children in the ancient world had no rights there was no child advocates so Mm -hmm. you think as a hundred years ago we had kids working in factories in north america right Right. so it's even worse so like Mm -hmm. all of that and really, in the ancient world, unless you grew up and you were a man, mm-hmm. you really never got rights. Yeah. If you were a man with property, then you had rights, right. right? So he's like, unless you like set all of that aside and trust me mm-hmm. and lean into me and know that everything you have in your life spiritually is provided by me to you, you don't generate Unless you approach it that way, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So is it a comparison of how that those children would look at their parents to provide for them is what you're saying? It, even deeper than looking, it's how they would they were genuinely dependent. Okay. Right? So and so the the you take that mindset and you compare it to like the Pharisees, which were the other kind of players at the table, mm-hmm. and they would say I can prove to you that I'm worthy of the kingdom of God. I kept this law, this law, this okay. law, this holiness, this holy, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And Jesus is like, yeah, I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about this. You're proving yourself. I'm saying deny yourself. Gotcha. Deny all those preconceived ideas mm-hmm. and just be dependent on me. That's how this works. Right. Right. So like when when we think about that, like in modern life, like how do you do this? It's like, well, I believe as an adult, I believe I'm owed a right. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I got pulled over by a cop and I didn't (laughs) think I deserved it, I'd be like, hey, I pay your I pay your salary. Yeah. yeah. That would be my mindset. Mm -hmm. Well, to deny myself. Then I'm like. I'm completely dependent on God. I would do this. I would have a contract in my own brain with God, right? So I've I've served you my whole adult life, sacrificed deeply for you. Hmm. How could you let that happen to me? Gotcha. Yeah. And denying myself is like, I am yours. Whatever happens to me, I am. I will embrace. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's how that child would have. Th- thought in the ancient world and, it, and it's it's very very different than in it's the opposite of independence it's the opposite of obligation um, it's the opposite it's it's the deepest humility one of the deepest humilities that the disciples would have been able to 
understand okay. was the humility of a child. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. today, I mean, you mentioned uh, like the policeman or being you know, being pulled over. Um, can you give any other examples of like I don't know really what does that look like? You mentioned um, that we can't really glorify God um, without denying ourselves. We can't right. we can't glorify or um, have a great marriage or it not affect our marriage or relationships or children or friends without denying ourselves. Yep. So what does that look like in everyday sort of, uh, if you could give any? So it's as simple as um, I come home. My kids have been home for quarantine. Some of my children are adults. <laughs> um, and they've been living at my house because they, they can't go away to school. I come home. I've been working 12 hours a day mm-hmm. or more. And I come home, the kitchen's a disaster. Well, right there, I have the opportunity to claim my rights. Mm-hmm. Right, you're, you're grown adults. You don't know how to load the dishwasher. You, you, did anybody else see the trash overflowing? Right. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I have the, the right to be, self, to, to be self-centered. I have mm-hmm. the justification for anger, blah, 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 blah. Right? So... Whether I embrace that right or deny myself defines that night. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So that night can be dad, dad blew his gasket. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And he's yelling at everybody and it's, it's attacking, it's critical, blah, yeah. blah. And no matter how strong our faith is, each one of us can do that. A thousand, <laughs> thousand so, times a day. Yeah, a thousand right, times a day. Right. Another option is dad denies himself. I go, don't blow a gasket. Mm-hmm. I get the children say, come help me, and I catch up with them on their day as we clean the kitchen, right? Gotcha. So one, yeah. one enhances my relationship with them and the Lord, and one mm. is a deterrent to those things. Mm. So what would Jesus do? Jesus would not let the kitchen stay a mess, <laughs> and he would not let you walk, sit, and sit on the couch while he's doing it all, but he would say, well, come with, guys, come on, let's clean the kitchen real right. quick. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. So you just take that, you play that into marriage, you know, Heidi owes me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I or should be serving you. Well, right. I mean, I, I mowed the grass. Mm-hmm. I cleaned out the garage. I did this. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Right. Right. So de- denying myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm a teenager, I'm looking at my parents. I want this. I want that. I want this. And you won't give it to me. Right. Right. Well, that's going to get you nowhere because yeah. you're, you're obsessed with yourself. And we would look at that and say, that's immature. Mm -hmm. But then we would look and do that to our children. Right, right. Right? Mm -hmm. You should have done this, this, and this, and this. You lost a car. Right. And it's like, well, you just were as childish as they were. It doesn't mean there's not consequences. It's usually the path we take Mm -hmm. to get there. And one is redemptive and selfless. And then you can you flip that, and it's uh, like as a friend, um, it, it's, you know, taking your one day off a week and helping your buddy move is denying yourself. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it's, a, it, it's, the, it's the foundation of serving, it's the foundation of godliness, it's the mm-hmm. foundation of all of it. Gotcha. So you did mention um, in the service that, uh, you know, God, Jesus said, I, I came here to serve, not to be served. Right. Um, that was a great point that... Um, I heard you say, and then you also said um, that the kingdom of heaven is much bigger than this. When you used your analogy of the hammer and and 
uh, well, the hammers together, yeah. and then the hammer and the water. Um, and I just I think it's a constant battle for us to remind ourselves every day that. Um, well, to be water, right? To flow, yep. like like you said, that um, you know his followers can, and to remember um, that it is a different game, and that's a you know there's better things and bigger things um, in store yep. for us. It's just a constant battle because of, well, like you said, the culture that we've been brought up in and taught in, and and it's um, our sin nature. So the Bible calls it our old man, mm-hmm. and so dying to yourself is a process, not a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we we're we're asked to deny ourselves a thousand times a day. Yeah. And you can you can get quote unquote better at it, more habitual at it. Mm-hmm. But you hit the right nerve and you flare up. <laughs> we we all do it, and yeah. and then that's where you take thoughts captive, make them subjects of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the process of of living out our faith in real time. Right. Thank you very much. That helps. I um I hope it helped you um in being able to apply some of the sermon to you and and the wise um information that um, Jeff is sharing from um, from the Bible. And so thank you for joining us this weekend. Hopefully you will join us next weekend as well. This is Jeff, Pastor Jeff Bogue and Shauna Kim signing off. Thank you.